This Month of Womanica is brought to you by LinkedIn. What does it mean to you to be professional? On LinkedIn, important conversations are happening around what that word means and how it's changing as we rethink when, where, and how we work. LinkedIn members are talking about things like needing more flexibility and taking time away from work to focus on family or mental health. Those things should not stunt career development and growth. Instead, the workplace will be better when we show up on our own terms. Professional is ours to define, and our authentic selves are our professional selves. Post your truth, show the world the authentic professional you, and join the conversations redefining professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, welcome professionals. Hey listeners, it's Jenny with another podcast I think you'll love, TED Talks Daily. Every weekday, you'll hear new ideas on every topic imaginable, from artificial intelligence to how the war in Ukraine can change everything. One episode in particular that I thought you'd really like is the recent talk from creator, comedian, and actress Lily Singh. Lily gets into how women and girls are conditioned to believe success is a seat at the table, when really, we should build a better table. She's hilarious and not only shares intimate experiences from her career, but also offers ways we can build a more inclusive society where girls are encouraged and empowered to do great things. Stick around to hear part of her talk or head over to TED Talks Daily from the TED Audio Collective, wherever you listen. Hello from Wonder Media Network. I'm Michelle Monaghan, and this is Womanica. This month, we're highlighting innovators, from inventors to activists, who explored and forged new paths that lead us to where we are today. Today, we're telling the story of a woman whose unique contributions to the space age were almost erased from history. A newspaper refused to publish an obituary her son had written because they couldn't verify any of the information. She was later dubbed the best kept secret in the space race. Please welcome Mary Sherman Morgan. Mary Sherman was born in the small town of Ray, North Dakota, on November 4th, 1921. She came from a large farming family and spent her childhood immersed in farmyard chores. Her parents didn't send her to school until she was nine when the local district forced the family to comply. The district gave young Mary a horse as transport to and from the schoolhouse. Her late start in formal education didn't seem to hold her back. She graduated high school as the valedictorian in 1939. Mary had an impressive affinity for chemistry, which earned her a place at Minot State University as a chemistry major. When World War II broke out, Mary left her degree unfinished and went to work in a munitions factory as a chemical analyst producing explosives for the military. After the war, she was hired by North American Aviation in California. She was the only woman out of 900 engineers. In 1951, she married a fellow engineer, George Morgan, and became Mary Sherman Morgan. Six years later, on October 4th, the Soviet Union launched the first artificial satellite into space, Sputnik 1. It's a report from man's farthest frontier, the radio signal transmitted by the Soviet Sputnik, the first man-made satellite as it passed over New York earlier today. The satellite may have been the size of a beach ball, 
but it had a monumental impact on politics, science, and technology. As NASA said, it marked the start of the space age in the U.S.-USSR space race. Up until that point, the U.S. military's efforts to design a competitive orbital space rocket weren't working out. They hired Mary's company to create a powerful rocket fuel. Mary was named the technical lead of the project. Her tireless work resulted in Hydyne, the rocket fuel used for the first stage of America's first successful satellite launch, Explorer 1, on January 31, 1958. Explorer 1 later detected the Van Allen radiation belt surrounding Earth, making it the first scientific discovery made in space. Mary retired from work after the arrival of her second child. She passed away from emphysema in 2004. The press coverage of Explorer 1 from the time is rich with photographs of Werner von Braun, who was widely celebrated as the inventor of the rocket that launched the first U.S. satellite. Even though his rocket never would have taken off without Mary's Hydine fuel, her work was little known and unrecognized for many years. This was in part caused by the secrecy of the program, but also due to Mary's own intense privacy. She intentionally eschewed the fame she could have had, said her son and biographer, George Morgan, who has been on a mission since his mother's death to bring back her story from oblivion. Thanks to his persistence on getting her name out there, Mary Sherman Morgan has come to be known as the inventive rocket scientist she was. For more information and pictures of some of the work we're talking about, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. And special thanks to Jenny and Liz Kaplan for inviting me to guest host. Talk to you tomorrow. You see, my goal was always a seat at the table. It's what women are conditioned to believe success is. And when the chair doesn't fit, when it doesn't reach the table, when it's wobbly, when it's full of splinters, we don't have the luxury of fixing it or finding another one. But we try anyways. We take on that responsibility and we shoulder that burden. Now, I've been fortunate enough to sit at a few seats at a few different tables, and what I've learned is when you get the seat, trying to fix the seat won't fix the problem. Why? Because the table was never built for us in the first place. The solution? Build better tables. So, allow me to be your very own IKEA manual. I would like to present to you a set of guidelines I very eloquently call how to build a table that doesn't suck. I've been told I'm very literal. <laughs> Now, right off the bat, let me tell you, this assembly is going to take more than one person or group of people. It's going to take everyone. Are you ready? Should we dive in? Let's do it. Up first, don't weaponize gratitude. Now, don't get me wrong. Gratitude is a great word. It's nice, it's fluffy, a solid 11 points in Scrabble. Okay? However, let's be clear. Although gratitude feels warm and fuzzy, it's not a form of currency. Women are assigned 10% more work and spend more time on unrewarded, unrecognized and non-promotable tasks. Basically, what this means is all the things men don't want to do are being handed to women. 
And a lot of those things largely include things that advance inclusivity, equity, and diversity in the workplace. So hear me when I say, a woman shouldn't be grateful to sit at a table. She should be paid to sit at a table. <laughs> Especially ones she largely helped build. And a woman's seat shouldn't be threatened if she doesn't seem grateful enough. In other words, corporations, this step involves a woman doing a job and being paid in money, opportunity, and promotion, not just gratitude. And women, yeah, go ahead, live it up, do your, do your, live your life. And women, a moment of real talk, trust me, I've been there and I know it is so tough, but we have to understand and remember that being grateful and being treated fairly are not mutually exclusive. I can be grateful but still know exactly what I deserve, and that's the way to do it.